Do you feel like it's time to begin a new period of productivity, growth, and success in your life? It happens. It happens. And we just need the right motivation and the right teacher. Welcome to the Bees Presents Epic Visionary. No matter where you are in life, if you've made it or on the way up the ladder, this is for you. We're here to enlighten, discuss, inform, and question established points of view so that we can begin a period of new discovery and achieve those life-altering, amazing results. This is The Bees Presents Epic Visionary. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of The Bees Presents Epic Visionary. I am Charles The Bees Beasley, and I will be your host as we move forward. As always, remember that we, in order to collect the dots, we must first connect the dots. And keep in mind that I understand time is valuable, so we will always be respectful of your time, because time is the new currency, and we will be respectful of that. So the goal here is to drop some information. Hopefully the information uh, is good enough and you find value in it to collect it. And then maybe you can put those dots together a little bit later on to help you take another step forward. Today's episode is going to be the bees presents the little giant speaks the little giant speaks. And this little giant is my son. He's 11 years old. And he's got a story to tell, and we'll kind of talk to him and see what kind of information he puts out there. So before we move forward, welcome to Bees Nation is Chase Blaze Beasley. What is up, Bees Nation? All right. That is my man. That is my man. So what we're going to do here is tell you a little bit about our show or our podcast. And we feel like we can talk to anybody in, from all walks of life, life because everybody's got a story to tell that we can learn from. So with that being said, I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. He's an 11-year-old, 6th grader. This young man is very, very outgoing. And something that's cool about him, he likes to talk to little kids that are a little younger than him anyway. And he kind of likes to lead them and see what he can kind of help them with. But he also, on the flip side, he likes to talk to older guys, adults, so to speak. And because they typically say he can hold a very, very good conversation. And you will be the judge of that in a little bit. He enjoys gaming, uh, drawing. He loves to play, I think it's called roadblocks. Uh, and, and he spends a lot of time on that building houses and different things of that nature. And, and he really enjoys that. He loves school and he loves church. Uh, another hobby of his is he likes to read and he spends a lot of time in karate. The interesting thing about the karate is that he wasn't a really big fan in the beginning. And the only reason why he did it was because I kind of uh, suggested that he he take karate, but he's really taken to it. And he's um, putting in a lot of time with that right now. Some activities that this young man is in. He's in the band. He's joined the theater. And he's also a member of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, which he just joined uh, recently because he likes to uh, engage and be involved. Uh, right now, he's um, a first degree black belt is one of his biggest accomplishments. I believe that he'd tell you that to this point. Uh, but he's, he's put in a lot of time to accomplish that. Uh, at a young age of 11 years old. He's also engaged in school. He's actually six time 
Uh, a B honor roll student. I think it's four times he was in the A B honor roll, and two times he was in the um, the A honor roll. But nonetheless, that's just a little bit about him, and we're gonna bring this young man into it. So Chase Blaze, uh, let me ask you this: When you talk to people, or we've talked to people, what is the gift that that you find that a lot of people say that you might have? The gift that a lot of people say that I might have which I believe may be talking because everywhere I go with my parents, there's this one person that's like, hey, your son is very, very well-educated. And I usually talk to them a lot. And my mom, she's always like, he'll talk to you to death. That's right. And I will second that emotion. He does not shy away from a conversation. And he usually does a, a good job because people do say that. You know, what? how old is he? What does he do? I mean, there's something in store for him. Uh, and he does like to communicate and he does a pretty good job of it. So that's always a, a good, good thing. So, Chase, as you go out and, and the gift that you have in terms of conversation and whatnot, you had to transition in school, right? So you were yes. what, what grade were you? So you were I was going from fifth grade to, to sixth, sixth grade, grade. And that was that required you to change schools, right? Yes. Okay, so when you had to change schools, at initially, how did you feel about that? Um, I was, like, nervous because I was going to lose a lot of my friends because most of them, they were going to PK. And as soon as I got to that school, a bunch of friends, like, that I had forgotten over the years that weren't a grade ahead of me just showed up out of nowhere. Ah, so, yeah, uh, Mommy says you're walking down the hall, like, hey, Chase, hey, Chase, hey, Chase. Yes. Right, so... When you got there, did you have a lot of conversations with, well, how did, well, let me ask you this, going to a new school and having different teachers and so forth, was that difficult for you or did you kind of talk to them and you guys kind of bonded pretty quickly? Well, if we're going teacher-wise, if I'm correct, mm -hmm. um, well, it was actually pretty easy and my teachers, they kind of, they like me and my, this, and also it puts in with my grades and okay. I think that that's why. So y'all communicate a good little bit? Yes. Do you have any trouble communicating with them or talking to them? No. <laughs> what about your friends? With those those friends that you didn't know, how, how were those conversations? They are good because most of my friends that I so-called didn't know that were there, they actually tend to be my closest friends in all my classes. Okay, okay. So actually your your outgoingness kind of made the, the, the transition easier because you had already made some friends, right? Yes. Okay, so that gift is always good when you can communicate with everybody on all different levels. So now you're, uh, I know that you're in the band, and uh, which is new to you, and theater is kind of new to you. So um, do you have any favorite courses right now or, or tell me about that? Well, I have my favorite, well, all of my courses are my favorites because okay. I get enough core education as in science and all that. Okay. And I get enough, and I get extracurriculars like band and theater. And to be honest, my actual very favorite would be band and theater because they're like safe space and like where all your, where all most of your friends are. Okay. So safe space. So. Being that you did not have those courses available to you before, now you got in and you can kind of express yourself a little bit, right? Yes. So when I talked to, when we went to go get your instrument, what instrument do you play, by the way? I play the oboe. The oboe. Well, there was an interesting conversation that your um, band teacher said to me in terms of how you all picked that instrument or how he thought that you would probably um, do well 
uh, and he gave you that responsibility. So what is it about the oboe that he thought might work for you? And why did he select you for that? Well, there's two good sides to this is Mm -hmm. the first good size is about the first good side is about my intelligence and all that being responsible and whatnot. And basically he just said that because he can tell that I'm a very bright kid. And also the other side of that would be my full lips because he said lips, they play a major role in all of our instruments except for percussion. Okay. And you said the, uh, the fact that you're a pretty sharp kid and how does that relate to playing the, the oboe? Does that have to do with uh, the construction of the equipment or tell me about that? Well, to be honest, um, mm-hmm. the oboe is a very delicate instrument. Mm-hmm. It's mouthpiece that you play with, but it's called a reed. Mm-hmm. It is two pieces of bamboo and a cork and some wire. Mm-hmm. The bamboo is very fragile. It can break, like even if you just bend it a little bit. And when you're assembling your instrument, it well, it's very fragile because you can bend the bridge keys. Oh, okay. And he thought that you would understand that and take good care of it, and then you could handle those things, yes, right? Yes, because I'm a fast learner. You are. Are you saying it or has somebody told you that? I'm saying it because <laughs> I know that. <laughs> okay. Because I watch a YouTube video. Bam. I know that. <laughs> okay. So you're that, you're that dude that goes to, to YouTube and figure things out. Yes. All right. Well, and I, would, I second that emotion because I know that you've – you have to teach your mom a little bit and you go to YouTube and say, let me show you, right? Yes. Because she, sometimes she don't want to go there for whatever reason. Especially when it comes to <laughs> iOS 14. Oh, okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So you have to keep her up to speed on our own deal. So now I know a big part of what you do and what you like to do is karate. So yes. when you, you went to karate because I kind of suggested that you go pretty strongly. Yes. And then you did kind of sort of reluctantly. And then I fell in love with karate. So which brings me to this. What was it about it? Or what, when did you change your mind and, and then take ownership of it? I changed my mind when I saw some people doing some kicks. I saw some people having weapons. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that is cool. Not like I'm into violence or anything. But <laughs> I just thought it was cool. So I was like, maybe one day I could do that. And now I'm sh- an awesome karate man. You're an awesome karate man. That's cool. Now, where, so you always talk about the the, the people at karate and so forth. So how do you feel about um, the, the people as far as uh, your instructors and the people that you go to uh, karate with around your age or more? Do you do you lean more toward one or the other or is it all about the same? And where do you go to go to karate at? Where do you take karate? I go to karate at Premier Martial Arts, the number one karate school in the nation. Who said they're number one? Well, Sensei Cameron knows that for a fact because it is also the number one premier school internationally. Okay. And the number one premier school in internationally and the number one karate school internationally. Okay. And our and our staff and well, I'm a part of their staff, well not really, but <laughs> Our staff and our helpers, we just do our part, and we we would love to see if y'all would like come in at many of our locations among the CSRA. Okay, so so you have a lot of students, and you have a lot of people uh, that teach you and guide you and whatnot. So what are the what are you involved in? I mean, there's fifteen different things. So what are you yeah, involved 50, in? Right, more like fifty million. Okay, but I'm in. <laughs> 
five, five, almost six. Um, I'm in five, maybe six things that you can do, which involves demo team, expert training, CIT, leadership, and demo. So demo as in demonstration team where they demonstrate all your weapons and all that. And it's like a performance team. You travel across the country and a bunch of stuff. So, okay. yeah. so being involved in, in the karate and all the things that you're in, how has that, uh, have you found it helpful to you in and out of karate or just in karate? I found it helpful in and out because in, like, in my early grades, I used to be a shy, very shuffle person. And now I'm like very energetic, like, hey, hey. And all that. So, like, I think that karate's helped me with, like, a bunch of my attitude and my character and a bunch of stuff. So Okay. So, I want to speak to leadership, right? Yes. Because, again, people say that you have a, a way of talking and a gift of being able to communicate. So, how has that helped you or how has leadership helped you uh, expand that gift? Leadership helped me become more responsible with all the things that I do because back then I used to be a tr- troublesome kid and so sometimes I can get in a little bit of trouble, but I've just gotten better with it. And leadership, I think, that has put more of responsibility on my back and that I feel like that I'm getting more trust with my parents and everybody. Okay, so what does it take? What What does a good leader have to do? A good leader, it's just, you just have to be responsible, and not everybody has to like you, but you just you just got to be a very likable person and a person that people can look up to. So how do you gain trust? Do you have to get them to do it first, or does it have to come from you first? You have to trust yourself before you trust anyone else. Okay. So do you... What exercises do you do to to help with that? Or what is it that you get there that they help you with? Well, they can help. Well, sometimes, like, when I take classes, like leadership, for example, Mm -hmm. we will have assignments, and you have to do, like, one drill in a class that you help out with. And it's a bunch of other things that you can do, like line up, student creed, and other sorts. So when you do the student creed, do they teach you that you have to say it a certain way? There has to be a certain energy and enthusiasm. I mean, so when when the students that you're trying to lead, what do they need to see in you? First of all, like what you mentioned is there has to be enthusiasm. Uh, A dead, dead energy equals dead class, but we don't want that. And you just have to have energy with everything you do. And there's like no certain way you can do it. You can have them do a warm up in between each thing. Mm-hmm. You can do all your stances and all that. Okay. So you like to lead by example. And I teach you that in the leadership class, right? Yes. Okay. So we were talking about this and um, sometimes as you go in and you got to lead people and so forth, my guess is you don't always feel that way when you're going. Is that correct? Yes, I do not always feel up to the job on some days, but some days, you know, you just got to fake it till you make it. Okay, fake it till you make it, huh? So, do you have anything uh, that you've kind of used when you know that you're not necessarily there mentally? What? Do, how do you get yourself pumped up and how do you, what, what mechanism, or do you have a mechanism to help you do that? Yes, I will say, sometimes I will say a saying, and sometimes... 
I'll say a poem. Sometimes I'll stretch because sometimes I find with the people who usually get angry a lot and they're just they're just like tense and then mm-hmm. what I just feel like they just need to breathe and stretch. So sometimes I just have people stretch and breathe. Okay. So the we say a poem together sometimes. Yes. I mean I have you say it and know it. What's the name of it? Invictus. Invictus. And uh, at the end. And the King Kong poem. That's right. The King Kong poem. Say say that one. You you got that one. I am happy. I am healthy. I'm terrific. I am pumped. King King Kong Kong don't don't have have nothing nothing on me. me. That's right. So we say that in some cases when you go into school and you ain't. Your mind ain't necessarily right, but we try to regulate that bad boy, right? Yes. And so self-talk is something that you've learned to use in the poem that you deal with sometimes helps you helps you step up and be the leader that you really are all right so that's a good thing so in your 11 years that you've been uh revolving around the sun right give me um a time that you were struggling and let's stick with karate that you were struggling you were mentioning something about your black belt belt test or something like that and you ran into some adversity so uh, describe for Bees Nation what that was and what happened. Well, like I just, I went in through like adversity with just like being tired and all that, just going through different emotions at the time. And you just have to keep some sayings in your head and you just got to push to the end because trust me, it will be worth it. Okay. So in this particular episode, you were trying to get it and you were about to not be able to get it or go to the next level when you were trying to, what were you trying to do? Uh, hit the board or break a board or something? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. So mm-hmm. we were, it was my, I was going to get my red three, the belt you get before you test for your black belt. Mm-hmm. And I was break, I was like, it was like a one inch thick board and you'd have to break it with a certain technique. Well, they, the the head instructor chose, and us red three, which was only me, which was only me at the time. I had to do a certain type of kick, and I cannot remember the kick, but mm-hmm. I had to break that board in four tries. First try I didn't break it. Second try I didn't break it. Third try I didn't break it. Mm. I was I was tearing up, and I was like, I. I may not make it, but I am. I'm going to make it. And right. I started to tear up. And the person who was holding the board for me, which was one of my one of my dad's friends, and they were who was that? Mama K. Right. Okay. And she had stepped aside. She gave me a hug. She was like, "You got this. I know you do." It was one of those comforting mom voices because Mama right. K. She is a mom. Mm-hmm. And um. So I had step aside, I got on my knees and I said a quick little prayer and mm-hmm. I remembered a specific saying and I got back on that board and I'd put all my might into it and I had broke that board. How did you feel? I I I cried, to be honest, I cried because I was in shock that I broke the board. Right. Well you knew you had it in you, you just had to yes. figure it out and take a deep breath and then you reached down deep and you broke it. So that was a good. So what did that teach you that you could do that? Okay. Yes. All right. Cool. So uh, what is the greatest accomplishment? I think I know the answer, but I'll ask you, what's your greatest accomplishment uh, to this particular point? Well, getting my black belt was one of my greatest accomplishments, but one of my greatest, well, it was my greatest accomplishment, but just seeing my name on the platter full of black belts just 
lit up my day because that whole day, the day before we got our black belts, I was like, I don't know if I did it. I don't know if I did it because one time I didn't keep my hands up and I didn't do anything. I was just tensed up and I was just, ugh. And I, and I saw my name and I was like, I had breathed. Right. And my all my all my stress was gone. Okay. And I was like, I made it. I made it. Right. So even though you had to test for however long it was, and it's a four year journey essentially from the time you joined uh karate to being able to get your, your first degree, right? Um yes. and you went through a lot of adversity to do that because it's not a, a simple and easy task to yes. do. Uh, but the thing that you remember most, again, was seeing your name up there in lights? Yes. All right. And you, you'll never forget that, will you? I will never forget that. All right. So, well, good, because adversity is something that happens in a lot of people's life, right? And it's not about what you, it's not about going through it because you know that you will if you try long enough. But what will it look like when you come on the other side, right? Yes. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So let's do this real quick. So Chase... You're 11 years old. Yes. You got a long way to go, we hope, and we pray. Now, mm-hmm. with that being said, well, tell me this before I go there. Tell me this. At the end of the, the scenario, when you were getting your black belt, you had to give a rose to the person that you felt like helped you the most, right? Yes. So who got the rose? My mama. Your mama, not your daddy? Nope. <laughs> so what did it mean to you when you were coming down there and deciding you were going to give your mother the rose? What were you thinking? I was just thinking all the times that she had brought me up to premiere and all the times she gave me water when I was like stressed out and all the times she had just, she was just there. Okay. And then you, you hugged her and what happened? I hugged her and, and y'all were bawling. <laughs> Yeah. Start, we both started bawling. Yeah, both of y'all was bawling. I was you chilling. too. Uh, I, I'm a man. I don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have my moments too. Okay. So, Chase, this brings us to this particular part of the story, of your story. And this is where we want to leave the audience with some good information from your perspective, right? So, this is the get down. And the get down is the part of a person's story that they can talk about and pick up those things and put them down over and over and over again as we kind of move forward here. So, Chase, if you had to leave the uh, audience with some information that you would like them to, again, remember and play over and over, what would be your get down? What's number one in your get down? My get down would be, number one, just make yourself look proud. And I mean, just like puff up your chest, Bring, bring up your chin and just be you. Just have fun. Okay, okay. So you want to have the look of confidence. That's part of yes. leadership, right? Okay. All right. Well, what else you got for us? Um, number two would be keep your head up. I don't care what other people say. It's like Taylor said, and the haters going to hate, 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 hate. <laughs> and just, just make yourself look proud and all that stuff. And, keep and you're your just going to keep your head up. And just don't care what that don't care what the haters say. All right, just follow your own path, so to speak. Yes. Okay. All right. And you got anything else for us? Number three is 
YOLO. YOLO. And what I mean by YOLO is you only live once. So just make the best of your life. Why just sit in a corner and be like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. So why even try? Just <laughs> go out there and try. I don't even care if you fail. Just do what you want. Have fun. All righty. All righty. So we have uh, Chase's get down there now. Chase, let me just reiterate that his get down was number one. Make sure you look your make sure you look yourself look proud. So hold your head up and make sure that you uh, present that in a positive manner when yep. you're moving forward. Make yourself look proud and keep your head up by meaning that uh, regardless of what anybody says to you or what they think, just make make sure that they don't control you. You control you. Is that right? Right. Okay, and have fun. And, and have fun. And the third thing was YOLO. YOLO. <laughs> okay. And what was YOLO again? YOLO you only means you only, you only live, live once. once. Okay. All right, Chase. Now, and uh, this is Epic Visionary, right? And right. an Epic is a series of events that's something that makes you remember and change in a person's life or in history. Uh, so tell us this. So what would your epic B. What is the epic? What happened and what what is your epic? What did you learn from it? My epic would be that I can call on God or the Lord to help me through my struggles and just help me through. And my well, using a using a specific Bible verse, I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me, which is Philippians 4:13. Okay. And just put it in a little rhyme. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. This verse is Philippians 4.13. Woo! All right, all right, all right. So when you get in a situation, you know that things get tough. You can always depend on the Lord and call on the Lord. And that Bible verse is your mechanism for remembering that when you get when you get stressed and you got to take another step, right? Sometimes you just got to take another right. step. All right, all right, all right. Well... Chase Blaze, and I named him Blaze because yes. he's a Blazinator. With that being said, Chase, I appreciate you coming on. And, and, and I appreciate being on this here, too. All right. And leaving those dots for everybody to kind of collect. Uh, we're going to come back at you again next Friday uh, with a new episode. Chase, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, my final thoughts are just, just remember that Bible verse because it will help you through life. And even though I am young, I believe. And just remember, you got this. See you later. All right. All right. So we're going to take uh, ourselves on out of here at this particular point in time. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. See you later. You've been listening to The Bees Presents Epic Visionary. The Bees is an executive manager that runs two successful automobile franchises. Having been in the business since 1995, he's hired, trained, and mentored other successful executive managers who run and lead sales teams. And now he sits down with people from all walks of life to reveal how they were able to see the need for change in their way of thinking and begin a new period of productivity, growth, and success in their life. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. In the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bees Network. Till next time.